Hello and welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap, the only show that confuses Baby Back That Ass Up with different songs. Well, it was Shake Your Ass and Back That Ass Up. It was, I, yeah. I, I had sh- I'd Shake That Ass by 50 Cent. And I had Back That Ass Up by Juvenile. So, mostly ass. Ass, 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 All ass, I can think ass, is ass. ass and titties now. Ass, titties, ass and titties. Ass, ass. Am I going to play that song for you now? No, but I'd like if you project that. Oh, sorry. I'll scream ass louder. And titties. Apparently that's what my neighbors need on, you know, what? 10.20 on a Monday is having to listen to me yelling ass and titties. Ass, 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 titties, 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 titties. So let's, oh god, it's gonna be a good show. It's no, it's not. Um, no, I think it is. We're so, still burning through your list from our hiatus. Yes, but we are very close to the end. Uh, n- maybe, yeah. maybe one more record after this because we keep adding things to the bottom. But, we do. Like I said, that's at least half the size it was when we first. So came more back. ass, ass, ass. Well, less ass, ass, ass. I really and more wish titty, people could titty, say titty. the hand gesture you were yeah, making. Yeah, I, I, I was doing totally the like wax that ass. ass. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's get into. It says Pirates Five, but it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, uh, Dead Men Tell chest? No Tales. Dead Man's Chest. Dead Men Tell No Tales. Tell. Uh, yeah, it goes. Uh, Dead Man's Chest is um, four. Yeah, I think it's like two or three. Well, because it was Black Pearl. Dead Man's Chest. Like End of the World or something like that? The World's End? No, that's a much better movie. (laughs) No, I think it's The World End. I think it's just World's End. I don't think it's The World's End. Right. Okay. And then it's Dead Man Tell No Tales. I feel like there's one. No, no, no. Missing. We're missing um, the one with the, uh, the fourth one, which is. Um, oh, that horrible one with the horse face girl. Hey, it's Penelope Cruz and Be yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, I think she's a good looking lady. Stranger Tides. There we go, Stranger Tides. Like I said, I think she's a good looking lady, despite the fact they described her as looking like a moth in Vanilla Skies. Yeah, but it kind of makes sense that she would be Ian McShane's daughter. Yeah. 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 He's not a pretty man. She seems like a neat lady, though. Oh, yeah, like, she's fine. I guess. I I don't know. I've never met her. Well, no, I've read interviews with her, and, you know, she's married to Javier. Pardon. Yeah. Who plays the bad guy in Pirates 5. Have you noticed that, like, his thing is wearing weird wigs? Or bad makeup. Yes, like, he seems like an incredibly talented Skyfall. actor. Yeah. Skyfall. He was an albino. Ugh. Yeah. Like, that um, seems to be his thing, which I get it. It's fun, but still. This one, I I kind of want to get into the more of the pirates than Javier Bardem's creative choices, which I do agree with you on. Um, I, I do. Absolutely. Because on this one, he's mostly CGI. Um, he's upped it where he's like, I'm not just an albino or I have like weird shoe hair. Um, <laughs> his haircut in No Country for Old Men, men is, yeah. might no, as well be it's... a shoe on his head. He has shoe hair. I actually just referred to it as a bowl cut, but okay. Like no, it oh god, looks, no. no. It literally looks like he put a bowl over his head and then trimmed everything that was hanging out underneath. With that fucking bullet, yeah, like exactly. with the like, air bullet that yeah. he had, like to kill cows, and he's like, 
now flip this coin and let's go to where he went to in uh, Vicky Barcelona or wherever that Vicky Chris, uh, it's no it's uh, Vicky, Vicky Chris, Christina yeah, Barcelona, Barcelona. It's like let's go to this Spanish port and drink wine and fuck um so on this one, he's not asking anyone to go to I a port. I don't think that's the right name of the movie, but still. Vicky Crystalina. Uh, Crystalina. <laughs> Vicky. Oh my god, the greatest movie of all time. Vicky Crystalina. <laughs> Barcelona. That's a porn. That's basically One Night in Crystalia. <laughs> Crystalia, if you're listening, which you're not, we're gonna... <gasps> we'll tag you in this. I'll make a note. I'm sorry. That's just the mental image of him trying to act in a Woody Allen movie with these award-winning actresses. It's effectively just him trying to fuck Scott Johansson. Yeah, really? So, um... Sorry, I'm sorry. It's Vicky Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Are there four words in it? No. Okay. That's it. The end. No, it's Vicky Cristalia Barcelona. (laughs) I like that so much more. You're right. I, I do. You're right. Um, Can you just even imagine him trying to talk to Scarlett Johansson in that kind of situation? Like, he would just be so physically uncomfortable. Crystalia or Javier Bardem? Oh, I was talking about Crystalia. Hey! Why don't we fuck? Yeah, that's like, And that would be it. Like, there you go. Like, there's Crystalia. Like, like hey, why his, don't we that's fuck? That's his level of subtlety. Yeah. So anyway, Pirates, Pirates, Pirates of the Five. Caribbean, uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales, it's, uh, what is it, the middle of a new trilogy, I guess? Or it's the beginning of a new know. trilogy? They're just, I don't they're, know. They're just trying to squeeze as much money as they can. Oh, God, it. yeah. Without uh, 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 Verbinski, so, Gore Verbinski, who directed the first three. Oh, for some reason I thought you were, like, trying to think of an actor's name. No. Um... Uh, I'm, like, I watched it, and it was like, all right, so there's your fucking takeaway, Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it made its money. Oh, yeah, it did. Um, but, like, zombie pirates, again, like, they were, like, undead, they were trapped in... They, they were, they were, like, somewhere between ghosts and zombies in the first one. Yeah, and they're between ghosts and zombies in the fifth one. So, I, do, I do like the idea of them kind of revisiting that, though. Just because it seems like, you know, it would be something that didn't just happen fucking once. Okay. But okay. still. I get how you can see that's just lazy writing. I, yeah. Like, it's just ghost zombie pirates again. Like, the second one was like, oh, cool, There, there's this, like mythology behind it. Well, and... they talked about how they never said what the compass actually pointed to. The, the uh, Black it's, Pearl. No, and it, it points... No, it points to what he wants the most. Yes, exactly. But they didn't talk about that in the first movie. They talked about that in the second movie. And they talk about it in the was, fifth movie. Like I said, but I feel like that was kind of Because smart. he trades the compass in the fifth movie for, like, rum or something? Or lady? I don't know. Why I wasn't paying attention. Because the lady drank it. So, thus, uh, your downfalls, Johnny Depp as a pirate, are ladies and rum. So I was watching a thing about movie bloopers you can't excuse. Singapore wasn't a thing at the time period the first movie was made. So one of the most famous lines in the movie, clearly you've never been to Singapore, doesn't make sense. Wow, nerds. Sorry, like, I actually have to say, like, nerds on that one. You know I like to know everything, and I'm really good at trivia. 
I know, but like still. And also, clearly, you've never been to Singapore. Uh, let's keep working down the list. Let's go tits, 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 and before we get to ass, ass, ass. ass, ass. ass. Um, baby driver. Holy fuck, have I been waiting a a really grip. long time to talk about baby? Yes. Driver. Oh my god, so amazing. Well, you know I'm a big Edgar Wright fan. Have you ever tried to drive somewhere and get to where you're going in the space that is the five-minute song Bell Bottoms? It's impossible unless you're in Atlanta and in a movie called Baby Driver. And he's the lead in Ready Player One, I believe. Is? Yeah. No. Too old. The kid who plays Baby Driver? Uh, Younger Baby Driver, maybe. Yeah. Like Baby Baby Driver. Yeah, I think he's the lead in Ready Player One. Maybe they just look alike because, you know, him and Ansel Egot and Miles Teller all look exactly the fucking same. <laughs> yeah, but only one of them ruined Fantastic Four. Yeah, because he's a giant douchebag. I actually read a piece recently about the article that Esquire put out on him a few years ago. That Miles was, Teller is yeah, that was, we're, we're on. We're yeah. talking about Miles Teller, yes. They're like, there was a quote-unquote hit piece. Apparently he hasn't done a lot to disprove that since then. The man's a giant dick. Yeah, he's a cock. Anyway, um, Baby Driver, fucking fantastic. Once again, Edgar Wright nails it. Any movie this guy writes and directs, and this has been his, like, vanity piece for, I think he said, like, 20 years? I'm still mad we didn't get... Years? I'm still mad we didn't get Edgar Wright's Ant-Man. Like, I, de- I get why Well, we kind of did, we kind of didn't. Well, I get why he quit. I get it. Yeah. He wasn't... Because Marvel was like, you have to fit into this certain well, like box. Like I said, he didn't want to work within the studio system, which is fucking stupid anyways. Well, I, I think and it's, it's stupid. So I think weird. it's stupid once you sign up for, like... You're going to direct a Marvel movie in the middle of Phase 3, and you're going to have to hit these plot points, and he goes, fuck you. And you're like, well, the thing is, yeah, you know but you know what you signed up for. Him and James Gunn are great friends, and they actually had conversations while Baby Driver and Guardians 2 were getting made, so they didn't actually use a lot of the same vintage songs in them. Nice. But it's like, you know, they let James Gunn have all of this freedom, and then they just kick Edgar Wright right in the dick. I get it. It's a separate property that's only vaguely attached. They don't have a lot of things that have to kind of cross. I should have said streams. I, I think it was a matter of like that. I think it was a matter that Ant Man had had to hit these certain plot points. And it had to hit these beats to get them to where they needed to be for the Avengers too. And Edgar Wright was like, "Well, that's not what my story is." But I feel like they should have discussed that first. And if he didn't understand that, it's on him. On Edgar Wright. Yeah. I agree. Totally agree. And I'm not disparaging Edgar no, Wright. No, not at all. As a human being, as, as a an artist. As a writer. Like, yeah. nothing. Like, I, I, I completely agree. But, like, you know what you signed up for, so... And it's he'd been developing the project for, what, like four years when he quit? Something like that, yeah. With the yeah. Shrink Fu, or whatever they called it. I have no idea. I think it was Shrink Fu. But, like I said, I really... Where he like, runs on the barrel of the gun and then gets big and oh, yeah. punches a guy and yeah. but I re- shrinks back down. Shrink Fu. Yeah, Shrink Fu. I really do like the fact, though, that he kind of came roaring back with Baby Driver. And it's a piece he had a passion for. Oh, it's, once again, it's been his vanity piece for, I think he you said like, van- on a podcast. You say vanity and that makes no, it that, shallow. Just say passion. Passion. It's been his passion play for 
I think like wow, do not reference that terrible fucking movie when talking about Edgar Wright. Passion Play with Megan Fox as a fallen angel. Don't know what you're talking about. This is one of those movies that's so bad I need you to watch it. But continue on. Uh, <laughs> but then he's been like thinking about this for well, like it's, 15 years. It's, it's been marinating and ruminating in the And brain. once I watched it, mm-hmm. fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Now, I'm not talking just the music design, not just the set pieces. And the cinematography. Well, the cin- cin- cinematography. Good, Doug. The cinematographer and the uh, sound editor had to have worked closely in that, like, every gun blast hit with every beat of every song on that soundtrack. John Hamm kills it. Jimmy Fox kills it. Uh, the guy that plays Baby Driver with the weird name kills it. Um, I don't know if that's Ansel Egot or if it's somebody else. It is. Yeah. Um, totally weird name. But Ansel Egot. I loved Baby Driver. Now, I have not gotten to the point where I, I have heard people talk about watching it five, six, seven times. I watched it once, and I'm like, cool, I'll watch it again. At some but point. But eventually, yeah. Um, but I, Edgar Wright nailed it. Love it. I don't think I have anything to add. Edgar Wright nailed it, loved it. What's our next one? The House. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yes, you do. So, Will Ferrell and Amy Puller have a daughter, not, not in real life, uh, in this movie. And they promised her she's going to go to college and have a full, like, ride. And, oh, she's worked so hard for it. And then the money falls through. Thanks to Dave, uh, Dave Kroll. Who's Dave Kroll? Well, that's probably Nick Kroll's brother. Uh, <laughs> You know, Nick Kroll's brother, Dave. Yeah. He's the serious one of the family. Mm. I'm Dave Kroll. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. With a name like Dave Kroll, I bet you listen to a lot of Dave Matthews band and are kind of a douche. Uh, he might listen to a bunch of, uh, what's it? Blue uh, Travelers. What? Kenny Loggins. Kenny Rogers? Is that better? Actually, I think they're both about the same, because you can cool. listen to The Gambler and Highway to the Danger Zone pretty much right after each other. You do gamble the danger zone, yeah. So, anyway, so Nick Kroll stops... <laughs> Nick Kroll stops uh, the daughter from getting this scholarship. Because? He's an asshole. I mean, just, effectively. Just because. Well, you find out later that he's embezzling money from the oh, neighborhood watch. okay, so he's just trying to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to pat his own pockets. Yeah, no, got it. From the, like, neighborhood. Yeah. So, uh, Will Ferrell and uh, Amy Puller team up with one of our favorites, Jason Manzoukas, <laughs> to Should start... Should we to talk about how brilliant Stretch was again? Jason Manzoukas. Was he the limo driver on that one? He was, but he was also one of the writers. No, bullshit. No, he wrote a great deal was of Stretch. He? Yeah. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. Kind of weird since he wrote right along, but, um, yeah. So it just makes me think of like the Pat Oswalt writing punch up thing. Oh, he wrote a ton of punch up to get to there. Yeah, exactly. So, Will Ferrell and Amy Puller have the daughter who. Which, by the way, I do not believe these two characters would ever have sex. 
Uh, when you do watch it, it, it makes sense. It very, like, very clinical. Very clinical science. Is it like trying to watch Stranger Than Fiction when you would never buy that Will Ferrell would hook up with Maggie Chillenhall? She was kind of a wild child, and he was like the IRS, like straight but it's suit just they guy. They had zero chemistry whatsoever. I know, but it was such a good movie. I didn't say it wasn't a good movie. I know, despite chemistry. So in this one, they've got a daughter. They're going to send to college. Uh, Nick, uh, Nick Kroll to torpedoes that. And their only recourse, apparently... Is to sell the house? No. Is to start a casino in their house. Because the house always wins, and you can get money by doing that. I'm sorry, I just had flashbacks to an episode of Bob's Burgers where the kids start a casino in the basement called the Meat Locker. It's dangerously close to the premise of this movie. Yep. I really liked it, actually. I thought it was really funny... It got actually kind of weirdly touching with uh, Jason Manzukis and his wife's in the movie the the wife's character I don't remember uh, her name off the top of my head but um, the house was really funny it was a really good like I I'd pay like you know what what does Redbox cost like ten bucks No it's like four Cool I have no take on real money anymore. Um, but yeah, like I, if you can get it on Redbox or Netflix, like it's it's worth the money. On Netflix, yeah, but I'll check Redbox later. I I would definitely watch the house again. Okay. Like it's really fucking funny. So I feel like there's an elephant in the room we haven't talked about. Apparently, neither of us went to go see the new Kingsman. Uh no, and I did rewatch the first one, which is fucking rad. No, and the totally only reason I didn't, I was just I was working so much. Like I said, the only reason I didn't go see the new Kingsman is because I was working so much, and I had I wanted to go see it with Brandon, but he and I had had such a weird interaction about the first one because there was a whole bunch of other stuff going on. He killed but, a bunch of people in church. No, it was personal emotional things, Doug. I really wanted to go see it mostly because I want to see you know Halle Berry and Channing Tatum as actual secret agents doing the Kingsman work here in the U.S. I can't remember what they called the U.S. group. The Statesman? Was it the Statesman? I'm not even kidding. No, I'm pretty sure you're right. No, I know I'm right. And it's a little on the nose and yeah, whatever. Yeah, they also called them the Kingsman. There's a lot of subtlety there. With Merlin and Arthur just, just call a spade. Galahad. Like I said, just call a spade a spade. Oh, don't say that in terms of... Uh, Samuel Jackson being the bad guy. Pass. You made it weird. What's the next one? I find... Speaking of houses... The house... I'll use that as my, you know... Segue. Speaking of houses... A couple months ago... Even less than that... I watched... For the first time... Roadhouse. Roadhouse. For the first time fucking ever. This is one of those movies where everyone that I know is like, how did you not see this movie? How did this escape you? I didn't watch Dirty Dancing until I was in my 20s. Um, I did because I had cable since I was born, but then again, I wasn't the target market. Um, prepubescent <laughs> male. You're like, this is bullshit. I'm like, so that bitch got an abortion and... What happens after that? She carried the watermelon. Yeah, she brings the watermelon to a fucking party like 
It's my fake baby. And well, you're no, like... It's, it's the vodka watermelon, though, so that makes it a But it's my fake baby. She's like, I have no baby. I have drunk equivalent baby now. Yes, there's a drill in the background. I don't care. I'm talking over it. Fuck you, drill. Oh, I'm sorry, talking they... about fake watermelon babies. I'd like to think it's because Amazon is gutting the Whole Foods next door to make it to an actual Amazon store. Oh, that is what's happening, isn't it? Not necessarily. They haven't decided what to do with that location yet, but that's what I really want. So, I watched Roadhouse. Deb, I'm gonna... Yeah, she's flipping me off for the listener. Because I almost spit Gatorade all over my coffee table. <laughs> with the words, so I watched Roadhouse. Um, it did not disappoint. I honestly thought it would be super... Dated it and horrible. It holds up pretty well in the weirdest it, possible way. Yeah, like okay. Now, bear in mind. I mean, it's, he it's does, no movie about arm wrestling while you're a truck driver, but still. Uh, fuck you for. Oh, fuck! I can't remember the name of that movie. Neither do I. Uh, 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 um, Competitive arm wrestling is it like, for a child? For a child? Yeah. For like, like child. Uh, over yeah. the top. Over there the top. Go. For for child visitation. For yeah. But um, yeah, no, it weirdly holds up in the oddest no, possible so way. No, so Roadhouse, let me talk about Roadhouse real quick. Let me talk about Roadhouse real quick. Is it safe for me to take a drink, or yeah. am I going to sit on the coffee table again? No, so, okay, okay yeah, it is it. slightly dated in ways that are weird, like the fact that he wears a karate gi as a shirt, which I'm just calling karate casual. That's um, exactly how it was described on a Doug Loves movies like three years ago. Uh, it was a uh, uh, Benson interruption, actually. Yeah, but like and that was Jonah Ray that said it. Karate casual. Karate casual. So, yay! You might like something Jonah Ray said. I know it you don't be like Jonah Ray. Less of a douche about his hair than it would be. Okay. But anyway, karate casual. That whole thing. Um, they actually did have Doug Benson on the. How did this get made on Roadhouse? Well, they should. Yeah. Um, that movie, despite its Obvious 80s, flaws. The fact that there's a moment where, like, several moments, where Patrick Swayze is just doing effectively naked Tai Chi. It's fucking awesome. Also, it's a reason for you to wear cowboy boots, tight jeans, and a white tank top as an outfit. With a stylized mullet. With a gi. Sometimes. Depends on how hot it is. It's Roadhouse hot, Deb. Roadhouse hot. Roadhouse. There's a scene where this guy goes, touch my lady's tits for 20 bucks. And the guy just starts fondling the tits. And he starts laughing. And the guy's like, why are you laughing? He goes, because I don't have 20 bucks. Like, he just sexually assaulted what could be maybe a prostitute? Well... But what could be not and just this dude's lady, which is even worse. That's super creepy. Right? Like, this movie is fucking awesome. It holds up. We haven't even gotten to the throat pulling scene. I really want to text Lizzie right now and be like, Doug won't stop talking about how awesome Roadhouse is. Uh, because I won't, and I never will, and the he's end working, on that though. one. though, I don't want to bother him. Who cares? I think he's still in New Orleans. Also, how weird is it to see effectively an old, but not older, uh, Sam Elliott? 
It's a little odd. It is. Because he's, like, no, he's got to be in his, like, at least 40s? But I mean, it's kind of like the Betty White thing where you just assume he was old his entire life. Yeah, like, they just came out that way. And he's like, babe, that's what's for dinner. And you're like, no, you were never in Roadhouse. Okay, you can't say that now because we both listened to the James Adonian. Yeah. So it's, it's like tofu. It's dinner, it's what's on no, plates on. It's tofu. It's what's for brunch. Namaste, mama. Namaste. Namaste. Hard-looking so anyway. men, women, and transgender people. <laughs> so anyway, but like seeing like a, a quote-unquote young. Well, he had to be in what, like his forties. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, fucking amazing. Like Roadhouse, I am. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. The end. I wonder if they make Roadhouse T-shirts. Like, from the... Oh, can we talk about the fact that... Continue. Keith David. Yeah, Keith David. The voice of Spawn. The other guy in They Live. Uh, Keith David is a throwaway character bartender in this. Oh, yeah. And he's like... Like, maybe five minutes screen time. And he's like, fifth build. He's like, fifth build! Like, it's like Patrick Swayze, uh, Sam Elliott, the bad guy who, who gives a fuck. I can't remember what the female lead's name was. Oh, Doc? Uh, that was, uh, not Khalil Brock. It was, um... No, because she's blonde. No, it was, um... Oh, what was her name? Uh, the corrections... We don't, shouldn't say corrections department because we can get sued. Um, but yeah, the, uh... We'll, we'll come to her... And by the way, like, he fucked her. Like, Patrick Swayze fucked her in a very weird, uncomfortable way where, like, she's at least a foot taller than him, and he fucked her against a wall, which I'm like, that's makes not, no yeah, sense. that's not a thing that they can think no, about. Yeah, like, no, like... As a tall girl with long legs, that's not a thing Yeah, no, happens. like, he's like, I'm gonna fuck you against a wall, but I'm a foot shorter than you, like... You should have just... Like, he's gonna have to stand on a ...ate her screen. out and then fucked her. Can you not scream that? No. Well, yes, or I guess. You live I don't know. in an apartment building. Jesus, you should not scream ate her out. It had a meth lab in it. Or did, or does, or I'm not sure anymore. Oh, no. And here we get into trouble. Because maybe that was a mistake you made this week. You wanna move on? Finish your thoughts on Roadhouse. Despite the fact that it was made in the, what, early 80s, mid 80s? I think it's about the same age as us. Well, that's not true at all. Well, I was born in 1983. Okay, so yeah, in your, yeah. Um, me, not so much. Um, bitch, you old. Bitch, I'm old. Recently watched uh, Roadhouse. Totally fucking holds up. We'll watch it at least probably once a year. You know what? Maybe we should do that like with Die Hard around Christmas. It's we'll watch Roadhouse and Die Hard. Okay, here's what I want to do. <laughs> here's what I want to do. Instead of watching Die Hard or Batman Returns or Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which I did kind of like for a Christmas movie, but... It, it's still, it, it doesn't, it doesn't there, re, repeat viewing of, every once once a year, like, doesn't really work. Um, sorry, we said fuck so much. 
Um, how about I just put on Roadhouse and then get a snow globe and shake it. And say Rosebud? And No, and just watch Roadhouse through the falling snow and go, fuck it, Christmas movie. Or we can just get like the fake frost shit and spray it around your screen. It doesn't move. Mm, fair enough. Uh, what's the next one on your list? Uh, going tits. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You can go ass or tits. Uh, let's... That's our new way of saying up and down, apparently. Yeah, let's go tits. Um, so I watched the Death Note movie, which I honestly thought you would have kind of more I, of an I, opinion about. I was going to say, actually, I haven't super been into that. No, I didn't, but you can Super been into watching a bunch of anime lately simply because I've been kind of absorbing Yuri on Ice. Yeah. For quite a while. It's like the palate cleanser of animes. So, like, anytime you've ever watched an anime that can be very upsetting, like Death Note, you kind of need one like this, which is a little bit lighter fare and a little bit more of a love story. And there's also the whole thing where they tried to make the live-action Death Note and completely cast all white actors. Whitewash. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm just like, I, I think I need a break from this for a while. Maybe well, I can come back to it later and be less pissed off about it. But yeah. Ever... Having ever, yeah, having never read the manga, having having never watched the anime, having literally Death Note is the movie I'm coming into. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems like it'd be confusing, but okay. Not confusing, but maybe a letdown. Yeah, I can see why that'd be a huge letdown. You're like, this is a franchise that people love, and now I'm seeing this. But like the weird death demon thing, uh, very well CGI'd. And having uh, Willem Dafoe voice it, brilliant. <laughs> if there's a like voice, if there's like a, a voice I don't want in my head, it is the Green Goblin. I was gonna say it's like a frog talking to a bird. Willem Dafoe. Like there's literally like no other voice in my head that could be so demonic as. Willem Dafoe. Which is especially funny if you think about his character in um, Boondock Saints. Oh, yeah. When he dresses up in drag. Oh, yeah. And the guard? Fag. No, but I mean, the guard was super into him, and I'm like, you can see his face, right? He's not a bad-looking person, but he is not an attractive lady. He is not an attractive lady. Like I said, he's not a bad-looking man, but those are not lady features. Death Note, I think... (laughs) I think they rushed it. I don't think they rushed it. I think it's, once again, like, the the part and parsable with... Parsable? Wasn't even the word I was actually looking for. It's parcel, but yes. No, it wasn't. Part um, and parcel. Yeah, That's it the was phrase. part and parcel. Yeah, yeah you're you right. Part, yeah. Um, with uh, the gunslinger, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. last week, um, where they just made this movie and kind of ignored... The mythos? The mythos, the mythology, yeah, I agree. Um, It could be worse. It could be like trying to watch the live-action Attack on Titan. Oh, parts one and two are really rough. What's your next one? Oh, what have we got on the list? Oh, let us see. I'm bringing this up as we talk. Oh, I'm sorry. You had to restart so your notes aren't up. The Little Hours. 
Oh, the one with uh, Kate Micucci and Aubrey Plaza. Uh, yeah, uh, Jason Ritter, I believe, is in it. Um, what's his name from, um, uh, you know who I'm talking about. Um, not from The Thing. Yeah. I'm going to need at least two more qualifiers. NASCAR movie, not... I'm talking about John C. Riley. Thank you. Really, um, one qualifier. You should be very impressed by that. Thank you. Um, Little Hours is... It's cute. It's fun. Um, I didn't really think that much of it. Did you kind of just like watch it and were like, okay, this was fine, and then just moved on? Yeah, like, it's... Aubrey Plaza's husband, or boyfriend, or whatever... Isn't she a nun? In the movie, or the... The movie. Yeah. Okay. But, like, in real life. Like, her well, boyfriend I don't fucking... think she's married, but yeah. Yeah. So her boyfriend wrote and directed this. Um, and it's based off of, like, some kind of old text, I guess. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Killer cast, but... You feel like they were underutilized? Underutilized, slow pacing, I mean... Okay, if we're going to talk about slow pacing, we need to skip to something farther down the list. <laughs> you know exactly where I'm going with this. Yes, I do. And let's just jump right to it. I saw Blade the, Runner 2049. I saw the new Blade Runner. It's actually really good. The sound is fucking incredible. I accidentally went, well, I can't say accidentally. The only show it was available to see at the time that we were going was a 3D show. The 3D was incredibly well done. But it was kind of like watching the end of Lord of the Rings where there were like 20 logical places to end the movie and they mm. kept going. Well, no, Lord and of the Rings, Ryan it was... Gosling full on bricks in Harrison Ford's mouth. Ooh, does that actually happen? No, of course it doesn't oh. fucking happen. I was making a clerk's joke. But, like I said, no, it was really good. It was just, as I described it to you, damn near Lynchian in its pacing. Like, they probably could have edited at least 30 minutes, if not longer, out of that movie. I hear it gets the, like, the theme and the feel of it right. After that, then it kind of falls apart. It makes sense. Everything they're trying to say makes sense, especially if you've read a bunch of Philip K. Dick's work. Okay. But it can be a little bit hard to follow, and yeah, I could use pretty much... Hard to follow, like, in terms of the philosophy of replicants and... Exactly. Like, if you didn't see the first one, you're not going to understand this one. (laughs) If you didn't see Rutger Hauer hugging a dove, talking about the realness of life... You know that was an improvised... You're not going to get into it. You know that was an improvised monologue. Yeah, I know. Well, no, it wasn't. Well, not 100%. Not 100%, but I'm just saying that wasn't in the original yeah. script. No, it takes a solid two hours to get to Harrison Ford. What? Two hours. What? Can you not scream? <laughs> but yeah, like I said. It what? Takes, it takes two hours of that movie, which is fine, because I'm watching Ryan. Two Ryan. hours? It's a two and a half hour movie. It is almost three fucking hours long. And you just get to Harrison Ford? And like the last you just get to Decker? The very end. Oh, fuck you. I'm glad I didn't see it. Fuck you, I'm glad I didn't see it. <laughs> the neighbors are going to think we're having a domestic dispute because you keep screaming fuck you. Fine, fuck them. 
But yeah, it takes that long to get to Decker. Decker. First of all, Harrison Ford looks great. Well, yeah. I he's mean, he looks a little survived older. Star Wars. <laughs> and he's like working out so he can be the next Indiana Jones. Oh God, no! Don't mm-hmm. make a fifth. Mm-hmm. Oh. You mean a fourth? Uh, sixth. Where's the fifth? Fifth. You're right. I'm fifth. like, yeah, no. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is the fourth. What movie? Exactly. You can have, you know, Harrison Ford and Kate Blanchett and it's still terrible. But yeah, it takes eternity to actually get to Decker. Bullshit. Yeah. Like, why would... And I could have gone without any Jared Leto in this movie. Really? Yeah. I didn't need... And I'm... And he's the bad guy, right? Kind of. Okay. He's basically the one who, you know, runs the company that makes replicants now. Okay. I can't remember the name of the company. Sony. Yeah, it's probably Sony. <laughs> but Microsoft. His, no, his Great. main his main henchwoman, whose name oddly enough is Love, is like the best replicant he's ever made, and she's a much more interesting villain than he is. Oh no. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And there's at one point where spoilers. So many spoilers. They end up abducting Decker but leaving the Ryan Gosling character. And it doesn't make sense at all. Wait, hold on. So they abduct Harrison Ford yep. and leave... Ryan Gosling. Doesn't make sense. They leave like, him in the Pines. They actually, oddly enough, leave him in Vegas. Hmm. Hmm. And, like, <laughs> all of the backstory kind of with Decker trying to deal with him being a replicant himself, I mean, gets explained in one line where the Ryan Gosling character... I'm a replicant! No, the Ryan Gosling character finally finds him, and he's been basically living in this abandoned casino for God knows how long. Yeah. And there's a dog there. And Ryan Gosling's like, is that a real dog? He's like, why don't you ask her? Which is kind of the whole mentality of replicants. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. You really needed a better editor. I read damn near Lynchian in its pacing. Okay. But still, continue on. What do we have? Uh, let's go ass up. Ass, 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 ass. This is why people don't like us. Well, let's not, yeah, let's not go full ass. <laughs> um, because I'm going to be talking about something for a while. Um, the Good Place. I think it's awesome. They are actually already in season two. You said you were, what, five episodes in? Yeah, of the first season. So she's, I think, at that point, just figured out that Jianyu, Jason, is also not supposed to be in the good place with her. Nope. Oh, crap. Who's Jason? It's Jianyu, the Buddhist monk who doesn't speak. I think everyone there is, like, not supposed to be there. How was that? I said only four of them. Is one of them the bridge chick? Uh, Tihani. Yeah. No? Well, you're full of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I... What's happening in this episode? Is this when Chidi has finally started giving her, like, good people lessons? And Love she's it. not doing very well with the philosophy? She may have stole her diaries where I'm at. Oh, really? See, mm-hmm. that's even funnier. I think it's... 
pretty well paced. I do like the fact that, and you're not getting this, when they first started putting it out last year, they made sure to put two episodes together. Yeah. So no. it was always about an Makes hour sense. long. Yeah. Well, because if you're doing something kind of, hey, Garbatron's back, our most recurring guest star. Yay, Garbatron! But I think when you're doing something super high concept like that, it makes sense to have a much longer stretch. So yeah. the two episodes together was pretty smart. I agree. What do you think of Ted Danson and Kirsten Bell? Because I think they're fucking hilarious together. I love it. Yeah. And you know who's been doing weirdly Smirnoff commercials lately? Kirsten Bell? Ted Danson. Oh. Fuck. And this is after we had Allison Brie and um, Adam Scott doing the Smirnoff commercials. Or, uh, what's it? Uh, May Griffin doing uh, whiskey commercials. Talking about Mila Kunis. Yeah. Which was especially weird considering she was pregnant at the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know it's one of those like where she signed a contract and had to do these commercials, but I know she was expecting her second when she made those. And they shot her from like the neck up. Yeah. But yeah, Kirsten Bell and Ted Danson play off each other hilariously. I love it. Like I Now, you did not pay off on the trade-off on this one. I, I didn't tell you what the big reveal at the end of the season is. No. Oh, it's because I was supposed to watch Big Mouth. Yeah, you were. It's been a rough week, Doug. You know him. He have amnesia. Fine, I'll start watching mm. it as soon as we're done. Yes, please, and can I be but here for it, please? Yes, of course you can be here for it, but we both know that I'm in a weird transition period of my life, so I'm spending a lot of and time... It doesn't matter, you should watch fucking Big Mouth, because I watched Good Place... And you loved it. And because I replaced Good Place with Stranger Things. Like, I could have been watching Stranger Things Season 2, I still think which we will the talk place. about. Not this episode, but what? I still think I'd rather watch The Good Place. But it but depends on be, what you want. That might be my current mood. Like I said, I'm spending a lot of time in pajamas on my couch drinking Gatorade. Don't give me any fucking shit. And in that... Yeah, that's right. I'm calling the crazy card. And in that, we'll get into my... <laughs> PlayStation talk. Oh, um, God. You made a tactical error. You bought a PlayStation. I did. I want to say it's just a distraction until someone brought up to me that it may have a stranglehold on me. Um, I may have played a game, which I love, and the uh, new DLC pack or downloadable content pack. Eh, shut up, Deb. Um, Sorry, I think video games are stupid. Yeah, they're awesome. Um... I played a game called... I'm, I'm playing a game called Horizon Zero Dawn, which is fucking rad. Yeah. It is so fucking rad, Deb. How rad is it? Let me tell you how rad it is. The fact that for the first, like, three hours of playing the game, I did not get into the story at all. Like, I did well, not follow the, the storyline. then? I'm getting to that. I played all the side missions. Oh, like, okay. every side mission you could do in the first, like, you know, when you're 
leveling up or whatever. When you're in Ready Player One on a planet killing sheep, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like... You're just trying to get your experience up. Yeah, like, oh, I lost my prayer beads. Oh, I need this... I need more meat or something. I think the first game I ever saw like that that was a massive sandbox was one of the Spider-Man games. Uh, this isn't a massive sandbox game. Okay. Um, though it is based in Colorado, weirdly enough. And, um... So apparently it's the Hunger Games. Really? Yeah, we're District 1. Are we really? Mm-hmm. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Because in my game, like, my character was thought to be birthed out of a mountain which was NARAD. And I can run to Colorado Springs in like two minutes. You know, like in real life. Like you do. Especially considering how much we almost always avoid Colorado Springs. So my point is, Horizon Zero Dawn, great game. If you're not playing it, I, I love it. Like the fact that like I got in engaged in it, uh, playing my side missions. Yes, I I can hear Gubertron. That's not actually it's a delivery truck, but continue on. Delivertron. Um, the fact that I got so engaged on the side missions for like three days. Like, running around like, I gotta save this girl. This girl needs a spear. I gotta get this spear here. Like, I got, like, I saved that bitch. I got her spear, and I got it there. Like, the side missions are so much, so engaging. So That I haven't even gotten to the story part of this game yet. And, I, like, I, I love it. I love it. The fact that, like... I haven't even gotten the story part, and I'm engaged in this game to the point where I'll play all the side missions. What's the name of the game where it's the zombie apocalypse, and the opening is like you running with the daughter, and she falls and breaks her leg? The Last of Us. Fuck you, The Last of Us. But is it engaging like that? Yes. Where it just kind of sucks yes. you in immediately? Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. I, I don't remember the one Kamel Nanjiani was talking about with the little kids and, you know, the, I'm just sad, Dad. You know, the parents getting, yeah. It was the last of us. And, yes, it's, yeah. It just sucks you in that quickly. And you're like, oh my god, this isn't even the fucking game. This is, like, the fringe on the game. Exactly. This is the fondant on the cake of the game. You aboard the fondant. Oh, that was a really bad ex- it, it Don't. I'm not going to high-five that. Well, I like that you knew where I was going with that. So what do you got for ending nonsense? Well, we still have some time. It's only been 45 minutes. What do you got for the ending stuff? Uh, mistakes I made this week. I didn't go any fucking where this week. I did, however, send a picture. Me neither. I killed robot dinosaurs. Um, in I'll that have game. To, I'll have to send one to you. I had an intense discussion with Garner, who has guested with us before. Yeah. About how that looked David Mackeyan to me. The David Bowie print on the wall. Yeah, both of them look David Mack. Yeah. And then he sent me one that was an actual David Mack, David Bowie portrait. And I uh, desperately need it. Okay. Well, we'll see what we can do. No. I'm sure I could get the print for, like, maybe $45. Okay. But still, it's just one of those things where I'm like, yes, Garner, you're the actual artist here, and you know everything. I do art? Yeah, his response was, quote, yeah, it looks kind of similar, but he's a lot more free with the brush strokes. 
Fuck you, Garner. <laughs> but still, uh, mistakes I made this week. Apparently I shouldn't pretend to know what things look like to people who actually have very intimate knowledge of different styles of art. Okay. I should also, not have a, bought a PlayStation 4. No, Sorry, you should not. Also, I had a weirdly adverse reaction to one of my medicines the other day. You got high! And I got high. And I got high. Honestly, and I'll talk to my doctor about this in a couple days, it was probably a combination of that and there was this one up here. Yeah. And I got high. And I got high. Uh, social contract. Hey, if you live in an apartment building, don't make a meth lab. You know what the worst thing is, is that I know which apartment it was in, and I know the lady who lives next door has a six-year-old, and that just, like, makes my heart so uncomfortable. But did the six-year-old start making meth? We don't know yet. She's only six. Give her a couple more years. Ah, oh, break in fifth grade. This is why people don't like us. I know. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher.